0: In um, Yeah, okay, so up to the Mishnah on the bottom of Kufches Ahmed Beis. The Mishnah says like this, If a man divorces his wife and then takes her back, which is allowed, right? She didn't marry anyone else in between. The brother's allowed to do Yibam. So you'd ask yourself, well, why not? The reason is because there was a period of time in their marriage, right? Every marriage, every time Yibam takes place, you're marrying your sister-in-law. Now that's a relationship that's normally usar, but the Torah permits. So from this perspective, it's permitted. When you divorce her for two months, right? And then take her back, during those two months, she was off limits to you, in addition and, and, and in off-limits in a way that Yibam wouldn't help, because she's your brother's divorcee. Mm-hmm. So there was a two-minute two-month period in that marriage that 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 she was. Aser. So the question is, does Yibum Extend from the end, from the time of his death, meaning at the time of his death, he was permitted. Or you look at it as Yibam is sort of an extension of that entire marriage. And if there was a two month period in the marriage where she was off limits to you, then she's off limits forever. Meaning, basically, do we say that the moment he divorces her, because at that point she's ushered to you in a way that Yibam will not permit? Even if, you, if he takes her back, and then now there should be Yibam, we look at Yibam as, I think the question is, is it Misa Mapelas? Is Yibam just defined based on the relationship at the time of death? Or nusun Rishon Mapilim? Or it's a microcosm of the entire first marriage. And if there's a period of time where at the first marriage she was Usher, then she's going to be Usher to you now. And there was a two month period where they were divorced, that would be a problem. So the Tanakhama is saying no. You do Yibim, meaning Yibim is defined at the time of death, not based on the entire first marriage. It's just defined based on the time of death. So the Gemara says, He's allowed to do Yibim. Revelazar, go to the next page, Oisir. He disagrees. As we're going to see in the Gemara, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, could be he looks at it as yibum as an extension of the first marriage. And because there was a two-month period during the marriage when they were divorced, that she was Usir. By, as your brothers divorcee, and that Isser will not be removed by Yibum, even if that Isser is removed by him remarrying her, she's forever off limits. Meaning, if there's a moment where she's usher to you, and Yibum wouldn't help, then she's also forever. That's Rav Lezar's take. Similarly, is he yisay Um This is a, it's a case you married a girl who's under bat mitzvah, divorced her, then took her back. Again, the exact same scenario, just instead of an adult, it's by a child. Muterus is the same machloges. Now, the Gemara says like this. <clears throat> the last case is as follows. A father marries off a daughter. Now, when a father marries off a daughter, there's no miun. It's a biblical marriage. Yeah? Father marries her off, and then they get divorced. A month later, they get reunited. They remarry each other. Now, this is very similar to what we had before, but in this case, The first marriage was by the father. The second she divorces, her father is no longer in the picture. She is now what's called a yesoma b'chaya'av. The second marriage she could do yibam. Meaning, the first marriage that was done by the father is a biblical marriage. When she gets divorced, it's the equivalent of her father dying. And any subsequent marriage below bat mitzvah is rabbinic. So what happened over here, she divorced her husband, then remarried him. There's no yibam. Why? Because from a biblical standpoint, that second marriage is not valid, right? So from a biblical standpoint, because the second marriage is only rabbinic. When's the case of Mian? Mian is by a rabbinic marriage. What's a rabbinic marriage where the father died? Or if the father married her off and got divorced. Once you get divorced, your father's out. Your father only has... Oh, your father only has jurisdiction the first time they get married. Once they get divorced, the father's out. So it's considered It's considered a rabbinic marriage. So there's no yibum If the same couple remarried, why? Because from a biblical standpoint, they're divorced. You understand? Meaning, meaning... I, I understand. I understand. Well, the I, no, well, please, just ending the Mishnah. That's just. Point is, this couple got married... By the father. The father married her off, so she's a biblical marriage. Then they get divorced, and then they remarry each other. Their remarriage is only rabbinic, because the father only ha- makes it a biblical marriage under Bat Mitzvah the first time. When she gets divorced and remarried, that's a rabbinic marriage. So there's no Yibum, because from biblically, it's his brother's divorcee. From a biblical standpoint, like if the Torah is scanning, when the brother is trying to decide whether to do Yibum, so you scan the woman, like what, what comes up? From a biblical standpoint, they're divorced. Do you have to wait over there? I would, I would assume you probably have to either do chalitza or nothing. You can't do yibam ever because, from a biblical right. standpoint, they're not married. She's still right. a katana. Yeah. Yes. Second time married. Correct. So the first time the father marries her off. It's a biblical marriage. Then they get divorced. Then they remarry. Any marriage subsequent to the divorce under bat mitzah is rabbinic. So when they remarried and then and, then the hell, and the, I don't under bat mitzvah. Correct. Then, under bat mitzvah, we said, it's a, if the father marries her off, it's biblical. Right. If the brothers marry her off, it's rabbinic. Yeah, right. If the father marries her off, it's biblical, but then they get divorced, right. any subsequent marriage is also rabbinic. Uh-huh. Until, so, she's a until she's a gadol? Until she's a gadol. And then it becomes... Uh, yeah, then, then it's like any other. Yeah. So the point is, so they got married by the father, so it's a biblical marriage, got divorced, biblically divorced. Then they remarried each other. That's rabbinic. So then the husband dies, there's no Yibum under Bat Mitzvah because from the brother's perspective, this is not my sister in law. This is my brother's ex wife. From a biblical standpoint, they're divorced. You understand? They're not they're only rabbinically remarried. From a biblical standpoint, they're not married anymore. Mm-hmm from a biblical standpoint from the torah the last time the torah view you know you know uh, it came into perspective the last time the torah was here it was it was divorce so there's there's no there's no there's no uh, there's no uh, there's no yimu. and that's according to everybody So is like a at that point correct it's called yasim Av. correct she could do me in for that marriage right. correct so that's the, that's the gemara says okay. What do you mean? What's the problem? Because she got married. The first marriage was by the father, so it's a biblical marriage. Then they got divorced. The second marriage is only rabbinic. Uh, she's still at the okay. So, because the second marriage is only rabbinic, there's no yibum because, from a biblical standpoint, they're divorced still. From a biblical standpoint, is my brother's divorcee. That's why. Um. Fine, so let's start the Gemara. Now, we said in the first case, forget about the children, adults. Uh, A man divorces his wife and takes her back, so we said the Tanakhama says there's the And Rav disagrees. So he said, why wouldn't there be Yibam? The reason not to have Yibam is because during the marriage, there was a two-month period when they were divorced, that she was a divorcee, which is not mutter for (coughs) Yibam. So maybe that should disqualify her forever, meaning maybe Yibam is not dictated based on the status at the time of death. Yibam only applies if she was always your your, your sister-in-law. And if there was ever a hiccup in the marriage that would make her usr, meaning in this case the divorce, potentially she's asr forever. Such a mitzius. The question is: Yibum an extension of the death or an extension of the entire marriage? So Tanakama says there's Yibum because it's an extension of the death. Or Rav Lezer disagrees. Seemingly, Rav Lezer feels that there's that it's an extension of everything. Now here's the problem: If Rav Lezer feels that way, why is there chalitza? Oyser means chalitza. There sh- sh- shouldn't be anything. Oh, yeah, maybe. So the Gemara says Amr Ifa my time Rav Lezer, What's Rav Lezer's reasoning that when you divorce your wife and take her back? That you have to, that, uh, that, that you don't do Yibam. So the Gemara says, Because there was a time period in the marriage where there was no Yibam, meaning during the divorce, if the husband were to die then, is there Yibam? No, because they divorced. So because there was a time period where there couldn't be Yibam, there's no Yibam forever. No, this is the first case, this is by an adult. So the Gemara says, If that's the case, then there shouldn't even be chalitza. Meaning, if you tell me that she's biblically exempt from Yibam, then she's biblically exempt from chalitza. Vatanya, the bride says, Mishim says chalitz. So, why is it that, according to this, if Revelazar is confident that because she's divorced, she's exempt from Yibam, then she should be exempt from chalitza? So the answer is, Revelazar is not confident. Revelazar is not sure. Meaning, Revelazar says, maybe that's the reason. Revelazar is not confident that it's a problem. Maybe. So that's enough to make it you don't do Yibam. Meaning we're saying that the Rabbonians say it's not a problem. We're saying Rav Leza holds it is a problem. No, no, no. Rav is not sure. It might be a problem. Meaning Rav is not sure whether Yibam is defined by the time of death or the whole marriage. He's not sure. So because he's not sure, don't do Yibam, do Chalitza. It's not that he's confident it's a problem. He's not sure whether it's a problem. So the, meaning because he's not sure, then always err on the side of doing Chalitza. The Gemara says... Um, and we're not sure is reasoning. He's not sure whether yibum is dictated by the time of death or, or based on um, or based on the entire marriage. If it's just based on the time of death or when they died, she was the sister-in-law, so there should be yibum in a sunrishen ma'apilim, shachas If or if yivam is, is, is a continuation of the entire marriage, and if there's ever a point in the marriage that she's out, then there's no yivam, then that would be a reason to exempt her. So the truth is, it's binary. It's either yivam or chalitza or nothing. Ravalos is not sure. So because he's not sure, just do chalitza. That's the first answer. Rava Omar shita apelas. Ravah has a second explanation. Again, we're trying to figure out this case where you have a couple that gets divorced. Um, a couple that gets divorced and then uh, take each other back and uh, the, 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 the Tanakama says there's Yibum, and Rehlazer says there is not so the question is why not so the Gemariah's first thought maybe he feels that Yibum is not dictated by the time of death Robert disagrees he says no no, Rehlazer actually holds Yibam is dictated at the time of death and at the time of death she's a regular sister-in-law so there should be Yibum. so why not so as Gavin said, Mi'akol <laughs> b'chazara. says it's optics. Why? They got divorced and then came back together. Maybe people only heard of the divorce, but they didn't hear about getting back together. Meaning, there should be Yibam. But if there's Yibam, then people are going to say, I thought they got divorced. Oh, I guess I guess Yibam applies even when they're divorced. Okay. Meaning we're afraid that people will hear about the divorce, not hear that they reconciled and got back together. And when they find out that they did Yibam, They'll say, why are you doing yibam? They're divorced. Oh, I guess there's yibam even on divorcee. Meaning we're afraid that people will hear about the divorce and not hear that they'll get back together again. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Wouldn't you hear more? Yes, divorce, the word gets out there, but wouldn't you hear if people... Could you see if they're married together? You see them getting groceries together? I mean, the Gemara says... um, don't you know when people are married because they're just together all the time? You see, mechasenas. You see him at simchas. No, people, people are more yetish, and so they're going to talk more. About they'll it. find out about the divorce, but they'll also find out if they're together. So the Gemara says, "No, milo and The Gemara says the mission is dealing with all scenarios. There could be a scenario where they got divorced, reconciled, and then the next day he died, right? It doesn't say how long they were together. So because there's a possibility that they'll hear about the divorce and not hear about the reconciliation because they reconciled and then immediate death afterwards, so because there's a chance, we'd rather not do Yivam because people will think that there's Yivam even on the divorce. That's Ravah's take. And Ravashi has the the most, I think, the the clearest in the Mishnah. We had a in the Mishnah whether you do Yivam when a woman gets divorced and they remarry. Rav Leza disagrees, there's no Yivun, there then the Mishnah ended off by saying, "But it, that was by an adult, but if she's a katana, meaning the father married her off, then she got divorced, and then she remarried the man herself, all under bat mitzvah, everyone agrees there's no yibum. Why? Because as I said, this is different, because the first marriage is biblical, second marriage is rabbinic. So from a biblical standpoint, they're not married. they just divorced. So everyone agrees to that. So the case by a katana, everyone agrees, by an adult it's a machlaikahs. So we're trying to figure out, why, why is Rav Lezer against by adults? The answer is Gezerah. If we allow by an adult to do Yibam, then people might do Yibam in the case of a Katana. Meaning the issue, Rav Lezer feels that in the case of an adult, we don't allow them to do Yibam, we said, why not? So the Gemara's answer, it's very simple. If we allow them to do Yibam by an adult scenario, they might come to do Yibam in the exact same scenario by a Katana, not realizing Katana's way worse. You understand? So, Meaning, you have a case where the father marries her off when she's 10. They get divorced and she remarries the guy at 11. Everyone agrees there's no yibum. That's a problem. That's not like a Gezerah optics. That's a halachic problem. They're not biblically married. That's an issue. Rav Loza, in the exact same scenario, but instead of in a child as an adult, she's 15, marries the guy herself, gets divorced, then retakes it back. Rav says, no yibum. Why? The answer is Gezerah. If you do yibum in that scenario, you'll come to do yibum as a Katana. So the, the flow of the Mishnah is actually very nicely. Rav ha- holds it's a problem as an adult. Why? Because by a katana everyone agrees it's a problem. And with Geyser, if you come to do it as an adult, you'll come to do it as a katana. Not realizing that by a katana is a major issue. By an adult it's at most an optic, it's not a real problem. The truth is by an adult, could be Rav would actually say you should do Yivum. The difference is by a katana, it's a halachic problem. And he doesn't want people to get into the mode of doing yibam on your brothers when they divorced and got remarried. Because if you come to do it then, people are not going to realize that they'll start doing it by katanas in that scenario. And your brother it before, the brothers married her became an adult, and then married back the same guy. For sure fine. For sure. Correct. For sure fine. This is a specific, it's specifically this case. And because of that case, we're going to answer all similar scenarios. gazer. That's what Rashi says. The answer is we're asked by an adult because you might come to do it by a katana. Ha'chanah mistabra makes sense. That's the flow of the Mishnah. It says in the Seifa, Right. The end of the Mishnah says, everyone agrees it's a problem. The question is, it's not really related. If you actually think about it, the flow of the Mishnah is actually a little strange. The beginning part of the Mishnah is a shayla of whether having a divorce in the middle of a marriage, meaning whether yibum is an extension of the death or an extension of the whole marriage. And then we end off by saying, everyone agrees that if they were divorced by a katana, it's a problem, because they're not biblically married. Okay. Then what's the connection? They're not, yes, it's similar, like, outwardly, they're similar cases, but they're not functioning the same way. So the answer is, the reason why it's here is because that's where Rebbelazar asks it. He asks it, Gezerah to that case. The Gemara says, Hi, my remember, pshita. it's Poshit. If you tell me that you're not biblically married and you're biblically divorced, of course there's no evil. What's it's the it's Poshit? <laughs> the answer is, the, the answer is, the answer is, the flow of the mission is, Rav Allah asks it by an adult. Why? Because by a katana it's a problem. And we're afraid that if you do it by an adult, you'll come to do it by a katana. The Gemara says, by a forty five year old woman Correct. because of the possibility that a nine year old woman is gonna have. Tanya Kavose Duravashi, the Brysa actually speaks this out. The Bryce says Moidim Khahom Lavaloza, Bikana Shasya Via Venizgar, Haria Kisim Hama Zir Shuly Yahim, Shegurush, the must speak the Bryce speaks it out. The Khahomim feel that if a katana has the scenario, we don't do Yibam because the biblically they're divorced. But getting together is only rabbinic. When is it a problem, biblically, when they're divorced, meaning when all this took place when she was a child? But if she got divorced as a child but remarried as an adult, so it's a biblical marriage. Or if she got divorced and then... Uh, stayed with him when she was older. So the halacha is basically as long as something took place when she's an adult, the chacham feel there is yibam. And Ravalaza disagrees, and it's clear from this braisa that Ravalaza is equating the two scenarios. So he is ossering by an adult, Gezeirah by a child. So here's the last kasha. The last kasha is like this. So right now we're saying that the reason why Ravalaza does not allow this girl to do yibum, this woman to do yibum when she got divorced and re- took back. Because if we allow that, then you'll come to do it by a child. Okay. So she does Khalisa. What about the tsara? What if there's a co wife? What's the problem? Oh, okay. oh so what, what, what about if there's a co wife? Should be the same. It should be the same. It's do we treat the co wife as the same, way? do we say, listen, the whole reason why she can't do yibam is a gizaira? So now we're going to ask her the co wife. Think about this. We'll ask her the co wife because then you might come to do yivam, not just on the co wife, on this woman. And the whole reason why she's asked her is because you might come to do yibam on a katana. Many steps. You could argue that we should ask her, I get it, but to ask the tsara also, kezaira, if we allow the tsara, then you'll come to marry her, and if you marry her, you'll come <coughs> to marry a katana in the same scenario. That's a kezaira That That's many steps. Yeah, but it's still steps. We're going to ask the co-wife, because if you allow the co-wife to do yibam, you might come to do yibam with this woman, and she's only asked because if you marry her, you might come to marry a similar woman who's younger. That's many steps removed to Aser, the co-wife, from doing Yibam. So the Gemara says, What would Rav say about the That's The reason why you're not allowing the main woman to do Yibam, the woman who got divorced and remarried, according to Rav is because if we allow her, then you might come to do it by a katana. So now her co-wife should be Aser, because if you marry the co-wife, you might come to marry her, and if you marry her, you might come to marry a woman who's young. In the same scenario, it's pretty stepped. I mean, it's uh, yes. You could have argued. You could have argued that it was all included in one gezeir. The Gemara does that a lot. Kula <laughs> chadik I understand, but also you could look at it as you deal with the mitzvahs, and we're out, and we're taking away mitzvahs because of. Many steps. So the Gemara says, But doesn't the Bryce say she and her co wife do chalitza? Oh, you see that the co wife also does chalitza, not Yivam. The Gemara says, Well, what, actually, the actual dictok is not appropriate. He vitsarasa, both? Why do you need two to do chalitza? Shouldn't just one do chalitza? The answer is, There's a typo. Once there's a typo, then change it anyway to make it work. The Gemara says, He vitsarasa silkataitach, elav oi he oitzerasa. Once you're already changing the gear, so once you already prove that the price is not accurately written, so then change it to. So, she does chalitza, the co wife does yivam. I well, mean, not both, either one. Either she does chalitza or the co wife can't even do yivam. So change so, the girsa so so to what make it work. The thing is because it says as say, chalitza. it says it doesn't does say the word O, so therefore we're going to add a whole We thing. have to add O anyway, so once you're going to add O, so then change it anyway. We have a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go weiter. Okay. It's not hard. It's mostly Agarata. Tomorrow's <laughs> DAF. Mostly Agarata. Yeah, yeah. I know you haven't heard of that. Tomorrow's DAF scares me. It's just the shape of it is frightening. I got to tell you, these thin DAF and these thin small ones, there, they're frightening. It means there's stuff there also when you start looking at art scroll and you start seeing that the notes are longer than the top no, i don't like that all right let's do the mission small dots really small dots oh yeah let's do the mission Mission says like this shnei acham nesu you have two brothers that are married to two daughter to two sisters and the sisters are both under the age of bar mitzvah bat mitzvah i'm sorry so, umais bayilashalachas, man, and one of the brothers dies. So so now, her sister is falling. So basically, a man is war- married to a woman, and her sister is falling to evil. Now, it was a rabbinic marriage, but it's a rabbinic erva, and it's a rabbinic Yibam. Why is it rabbinic? Because they're both under bat mitzvah, and not married off by the father. So, the halacha is, halizut etzim, isha. There's no Yibam, why? I... The, the, it's only a rabbinic erva because the whole marriage is only rabbinic. Well, both marriages are only rabbinic, so if everything's rabbinic, right? Their marriage is rabbinic, which means the yivam is rabbinic, but the erva is rabbinic, so it cancels well, each other out. The father's not around. Correct. <laughs> oh, the fine. That's actually taken out. Here's the Shiloh. <laughs> Okay, you have two brothers that are married to two sisters. But one's married to an adult and one's married to a child. I mean, one's biblically married, one's rabbinically married. And then one of them dies. Okay, so now here's the Shiloh. So it said like this, if the, if the husband of the younger one, the bat mitzvah one died, so now she's falling to a full, you have a full adult male and adult sister. So now... She was only rabbinically married, so there's a rabbinic mitzvah to do yibam, but she's falling to her sister's husband. Yeah, right. So there's nothing. There's nothing. That's partial, nothing. There's nothing. What about the opposite? Right. Here's right. the problem. Yeah. Right. You have a man who's married to, he's 12, uh, he's 13, she's 11. Okay, They're rabbinically married. His brother dies, and his brother was married to an adult woman. So he has a biblical mitzvah to do yibum. But she's now falling, but he can't do yibum because he's rabbinically married to her sister. Mm-hmm. right? He's rabbinically married to the sister, but he has a biblical mitzvah to do yibum. Why is it biblical? Because his brother was an adult marrying to an adult woman. Yeah, but he's he's, he's underage. No, he's 13. Oh, he could be 13. Old. No, I said he's 13. He's 13, yeah. but his wife personally is he's 11. Old. So he's rabbinically married to his wife, yeah. But he's got a biblical mitzvah to do yibim. But he can't do yibim Because he's rabbinically married to their the sisters So what does he do? He can't do yibim Because he's rabbinically married to his wife Which is this woman's sister exactly. But he can't but, And you can't just say Well it's a sister uh, uh, it's, it's, right. it's not a biblical They're not biblically And you can't just say There's no yibam by an erva Because they're not biblically They're only rabbinic It's rabbinic It's a, rabbinic. It's a biblical mitzvah of a rabbinic erva wait, So what do you do? So it's like, but well, what do you do? No. So the Gemara has three opinions. What to do? Uh, so <laughs> Revelozer says Malam is boy. take is: Let's teach his wife, get his wife to do mian. Right? She's still under bat mitzvah. Let her do mian. That'll abolish the marriage retroactively. Then he could do yivam. Malam <laughs> like we we teach her to Teaching do. Ye- her. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's also it's not. Coercing no you can't chorus. Right, so you could just like talk her explain to her listen explain to her no 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 no. she didn't fall down the stuff no 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 no, no just like explain to her listen it's better for him to do a mitzvah to continue the brother's name so if, if you just do me and get, get get her out of the picture that's her loz's take otherwise he, otherwise whoever he is his wife stays his wife so now she's stuck with is not, necessarily. He, not necessarily not necessarily the last opinion of the Mishnah is that everyone's got to go. Let's go through the first three opinions. There's Miyun, that's the first opinion. Get his wife to do and then he could do Yivum. Rav Gamliel says, no, like this. Im mi-una, mi-una. Rav Gamliel says, listen, if she wants to do me, that's fine. But Imnat, not, im lav, tam Rav Gamliel says, it's very simple, wait till she's bat mitzvah, then they'll be biblically married, then the sister uh, is, a, is, a, is an erva. Yeah. Meaning Rav Gamliel does not have Zika. Because if you have zika, then then they're bound right now. Oh. He doesn't have zika. He just says that there's a mitzvah to do yibum, which you can't. So, but you can't do yibum. But you don't want to like just send her off. So wait till your wife is above bat mitzvah. Then you'll be married to her biblically. Because above bat mitzvah you become biblically married. The Gemara will analyze your the mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll have to wait. She'll wait, and then she's exempt. That's Rav Kamliel's take. Then you have the rabbanon. I'm Rav Yeshua. He says, no. Woe is to both. Rav Yeshua says, both are messed up. Why? He believes a Zika. Zika means that you're bound to these two women. Biblically to one, rabbinically to the other. Do so you know what that means? Everything's messed up. You can't stay with your wife because you're biblically bound to her sister, but you can't do even because you're rabbinically bound to her sisters. You know what we do? Chalitza. And divorce, you have to get rid of both. You can't stay with either because you're biblically it's it's considered achayis uh, chalutzasai, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. you, you, you Both are you're bound to both. You, you sort of it's like a weird situation where you sort of got engaged to both sisters, in which case you can't stay with either. It's a weird scenario, but that's what happened, <coughs> huh? Which one do you do first? The get, get first. and then and the here. Yeah. Uh, uh oh, that's if interesting. You see your sister-in-law. Uh, now by the way I'm not sure um I think d- divorce, divorce first with, yeah. divorce first. by the way, rashi says why can't you get the wife to do me in because right because if you do me in, no, no me and me and we'll, we'll do it right. the, the answer is we don't teach women to do me and right. it's not a good habit to get into the whole point of me is for them to have free choice we do not want to get into the habit of teaching them to do me and it's because it, then you're' <laughs> <laughs> it's undoing the entire premise of what mian is supposed to be. But the whole premise of like the, the rabbinic marriage is that she's a Yusama who's afraid that there's nobody to support her, so she's sort of getting married out of fear. That's why she she can do mian. Like, Correct. God. So that's that would be an added reason why we don't want to yeah. teach her to do mian. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's let's go to the moon. Now the gemara is mostly agadah until the end of the amud. Now, the the who's the first opinion? Mm-hmm. Revel Ravaleza says, We teach her to do me'in. So the Gemara says, Umi shari, Is that allowed? Bar kapara. bar kapara says, yidabik dvarim dvarim. A person should teach himself to be careful in three areas and distance yourself from three areas. What are those three areas? Yidabik dvarim. Always run after three things. Chalitza. Always do Chalitza. This is the source of that we don't do Yibim anymore. This is the like the view of Abishol. That we do chalitza nowadays. We don't do yibam, Always <laughs> run after chalitza. Havar <inaudible> shalom, spreading peace. Uba <inaudible> faris and hataris <inaudible> adarim. Again, we'll have to see the the try to explain what the connection between these three are. But it's interesting. Ubi be mshalishad varim, but avoid the following three things: meun, min <inaudible> Um is uh, is uh, is uh, is taking collateral. Not not taking, uh, Watching someone's items. Uh, What do they call like a caregiver? Like whatever. I I don't know if I ask you to watch something for me. Don't uh, avoid that as best you can. The Gemara will explain exactly what the scenario that is better to avoid. And that's being an arev is a guarantor. It's better to avoid being a guarantor. Yeah. So, so the Gemara says so. The question is. The question is. the question is, um, if miyun is something that we should avoid doing, why are we pushing her to do this? The answer is miyun de mitzvah shani. Over here, it's for the sake of a mitzvah. It's in order for her sister to do Yivam. So it's not. It, it, you're right. In general, pushing someone to do miyun is not something that we prefer. But if it's the only way for her to do y- Yivam, then then it's kedai. Okay. The gemara says like this. The. The Gemara continues. Gufa. Tani Barkapara. Loilumidavika other mishlaeshitzvarim. A person should be careful with three things. Always do the following three things. Khalitsa, so um uh shalom, and afar sadharim. let's go through each one. Khalitsa, why is Khalitsa preferred? I thought Yiba must prefer. The answer is it's like Abishol. Ditanya, as Abishol says, Abishol Oimer, Hichnes as Ivimtai, Lashem Noi, Lushem Ishes, Lushem Davaracher that if you marry a woman to do Yibam for the wrong intention it's like a erva so because of that it's always good to do well, I don't understand what's the difference between What your intention is. what's the difference of intention maybe you killed your brother no I don't, I don't know it's, I, I'm not sure the the alumnus of it I'm not sure uh, it says it says the the- karav it's karav. The the- It's not erva. It's karav beina. I don't. Know. I think Rabul Chanan has a about this in Kevichir. It's hard to know exactly the lameds of it, but he's saying that the mitzvah of Yibum only applies when it's l'shem shemaim. anytime you have the wrong intention, it's pegei erva. So, because of that, you want to do chalitza. Whatever. I I understand that it. It's this world's a part of doing something for the sake of a mitzvah and doing something because you find it attractive. I I could see that that's a it changes the action entirely. At least in in the in perception at least so then when people get married if they don't have proper intentions we're going to say that this curve is if she's your sister-in-law okay if she's your system you're starting off with an error that's the point okay. the teres matter the so the question is is the term not to ever because you find it attractive no the teres the ever because you want to continue your brother's house if you're doing it for the wrong intention, then it's like it's like it's like Hashem is like charata kavyoho Like that's not why I did the mitzvah for. Okay, you have to know exactly what the this is. But that's the first one that you should be careful with, which is chalitza. The second one is havar shalom. Go to the next page. That's uh, okay. Running after shaloms. You see that shalom is something you should be very careful with. And the last one is hafaris why is afaris and darim something that's very important? Because the Gemara says, because the darim are bad. Tanya, had If you make a kielu keilu bana bama, it's it's like building a bama. It's like building an altar. Not when you're not asked. Meaning, what's the site? The aside is when you built an altar, a bama. You thought you're all from right. But that's not the Ratana Hashem. A nether also, you think you're being all from. That's not the Ratana Hashem. Does not want people to make nidarim because it's not worth it, because if Khasashalam you don't fulfill the nether, it's 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 a very bad Avera. So therefore, if you make a nether, it's like building a Bama. And if you fill the Nether, it's kilo a carbon. It's like bringing a carbon on a Bama. Why? Because you're just adding on to the the notion that nidarim are because now, when you did it and you fulfilled the neder, you feel good about yourself. You tell people, oh, "I made a nether, and I fulfilled it." And now people, are, I mean, you're, you're further, furthering the notion that nadarim are a good thing. Therefore, you should always do hataras nedar. Okay. Bisrachik sra'cheg m'shloishat and you should avoid the following three things: mi'un. Now, what's the problem? Why should we avoid mi'un? Not just, by the way, pushing a woman to do Mion. Mi'un is not a good thing in general. Why? Because we're afraid that as she gets older, she might have charata. Meaning, what's going to end up happening is like this. She does mian when she's 11. Five years later, she marries a guy. Then she'll always look back and say, maybe I shouldn't have done and Maybe that first guy was not good. Or she'll run into the husband, he'll say, you shouldn't have done mian. And she'll, she'll start regretting it. And it doesn't do anything halachically, it just causes strife in the marriage if she's looking at the new husband saying, I should have stayed with the first. So Mian is not a great thing because it could lead her, especially because she's so young when she's making the decision that, listen, if it's done to protect her, that's fine, but, but she might regret it, which is like anything else. It's interesting, the example of her not getting married is another regret. The was, I should, have been ma- I should have done me. So that's what Rashi explains. It's talking about a serum. That would also probably be part of it, but Rashi explains. It's talking about a case where she remarried. It's interesting. But I understand yeah. what you're saying. It's yeah, it's interesting. But know, but that's not even in the lexicon of getting yeah. married. <coughs> I'm joking. Like, I wanted water for like 10 minutes, but I'm terribly afraid to move... With your mom, your oh my gosh okay don't move anyone anyway, I finally got my computer to charge like I'm afraid if the people on zoom speak too loudly now the Gemara continues like this um you should avoid watching someone's items why we're talking about a case where someone uh, Rashi says <laughs> we're talking about a case where the person um, it's a shilo what this means Rashi says it's talking about a case where the person who left the item by you is very comfortable by your house and he's going to come in and take it and he might take it without you noticing and then he'll claim that he didn't and then you can get just another shot is uh, somebody trying to say we're talking about a scenario where they could watch the item themselves and they're just trying to put the onus on you like it's one thing if the guy's going out of town, he says watch my item because I'm not. But if the guy's around, he just say, hey, "Could you watch it for me?" Then what? Well, that's a bad idea. It's basically it's a lose lose. There's no way you could win. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a good idea. The last one is being an orev, being a guarantor. The question is, why being a guarantor a bad thing? Guarantor is great. It allows people to get loans. The Gemara says, "Min is We're talking about arvei shaltzayan. Arvei shaltzayan was a certain town where they would. It was a certain deal. They were called Shluf dots, where they would basically make it that. I think it's called Shluf dots. I think that's the lashon of shlof Um... Uh will have it in a few lines. Schluff Deutz, yeah. Schluff Deutz was a, a type of <laughs> guarantor where they go to the guarantor before they go to the person. So they go straight to the guarantor. That's the type of guarantor to avoid. I mean, the classic guarantor is is you loan the guy money, and if the guy can't pay it a certain day, then you go to the guarantor. The guarantor of Shalzoyan was a different type of deal. It was called guarantor Schluff Deutz, where they would go straight to the guarantor. Don't want to be that type of guarantor where they go straight to you. Even if the guy has money, they're still going straight to you. Then you have to get the money from that guy. So now I'm, you know, uh, meaning so now I'm, I'm, like I'm, determining I have to pay, but I have to collect from them. Exactly. I, so now I, I, even if that guy has money, they don't go to him first, yeah. they go straight to me. So then I have to start going to court with this guy, it's like, well, what do you need the headache for? Being a guarantor is a nice thing, but not to be the guarantor yeah. where they go straight to you. The Gemara says, mm-hmm. evil comes after evil, mm-hmm. to those that are and to those that do the deal of which we just spoke about, and someone who sets himself in halacha. That's bad. Now the question is, why is that bad? That seems to be pretty good. Let's go through each one. Meqabli geirim, uh, those that are Makabal Garam is a bad thing. Kriv Chalve, the Makabal caution gravely. He said, okay, Sapachas, but Garam are difficult to claw. He said, oh, like a skin disease. You have to know exactly what it means. Either it's talking about the gerim that are not legit, or it's talking about the gerim that uh, make us look bad because they're so uh, diligent in certain areas. You have to know exactly what it means. But either way, mechabal gerim is not considered something... Or some Mepharshim say mechabal gerim is referring to people that proselytize, that are running after gerim, which is definitely not a good thing. The Gemara continues. The second thing that's on the list of a bad thing is arve shultzoyen, is darve dots. That's talking about a case where they do that guarantor tour of dots, which is... Um, you didn't do that in the secular world. I'm like I'm that. not aware of that. I can't imagine the, the that the guarantor is the first one it approached. Would a guarantor, it would be like a collection. Yeah. Him. Is there? Is there anything? Not to my knowledge. I didn't go to college. The Gemara continues. The last one um, is to is it's not a good thing to set yourself in halacha. So what what does it mean to set yourself in halacha is a bad thing? Isn't that a great thing? The so Gemara has a couple of approaches. The Gemara says like this: Ditanya, Rav Omer. Rav says the following lines: Kol Omer If you say that you don't, uh, you're not going to learn Torah, then you won't get tzchare for learning Torah. Okay, it's so not so profound. Pshita. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you if you're not going to learn Torah, you're not going to get reward for the Torah. The Gemara says no. This is what I meant. Kol Omer If you say that you're only going to learn Torah. Then you'll only get reward for learning tyra it's also not too profound yeah well why would you get reward for more than what you do the gemara says Hanami uh, El afila ta'ira no 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 you know what it means to set yourself in halacha it's a bad thing it means someone who says i'm only going to keep tyra but i'm not going to actually have it turn into mitzvahs meaning i'm interested in learning all day right. learning but tyra right. but academically i'm not having it affect then you don't even get schai for learning Torah. Then you don't even get schai for learning Torah. That's what it means to so set yourself in Torah means setting yourself in Torah but not actually acting as an Orthodox Jew. That's the negative of. If you don't act, then what's the Torah doing? Another one. Another approach. It, go with the original Mahalach, which is oimer, That if someone says, I'm just learning Torah, then he only gets t'schar for learning Torah. So he said, well, yeah, what? why else? If you only learn Torah, you get t'schar for learning Torah. Why would you get more than what you did? The answer is The case is where you're learning Torah, but you're teaching others, and those people are turning it into mitzvah. So you might think you should get t'schar for mitzvahs because you taught people who kept mitzvahs. No. You learn Torah, you'll get t'schar for Torah. You're not getting for other people if other people turn it into mitzvahs. So the first shot of which is negative, is someone who um, who 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 learns Torah, but he does not want it to turn into mitzvahs. The last shot is means someone who's stubborn in Torah. We're talking about a case where the Dayan has, a case comes to him, he has what he thinks is an answer, and he's comparing it from other cases, and he doesn't ask his Rebbe who has more information. Meaning, the stub, setting yourself in Torah, meaning you're like, I don't need to ask, I know. That stubbornness, that's a bad thing. That's raw, achar, raw. Because you should ask. You should ask someone who has more experience. Exactly. The Gemara says, Dummer of Shmu Barnachmen or Yanison, Loilum year a dye and smakilh munekas le bean beer accus of the Genem A dying shall we look like there's a sword above him uh, uh, about to pierce him, and the Gehenim's under him. <laughs> it's a, uh, souvent, like He's surrounded by swords, afraid of knights, which is afraid of Gehenim. I mean, a adian has to not be so stubborn. He's got to be humble. But there's a sword in front of you, and, and if that means as, asking people for help, to ask people for help, it's not a big deal. So it's the opposite that a should... Be like there's a sword in front of me, you have to be really careful about everything. Not, be, not to be soft, but to be strong. I didn't say soft, but you have—you can't be stubborn in your thought process. Okay. Meaning, if you're like, "Oh, I know the answer because it's comparable to that," without asking your rebbe, that's stubborn. You can't be stubborn. There's a sword in front of you. You got to be humble to to know that you might have the answer, you might not have the answer. Now, we'll end with this. L- let me explain these two stubborn. I don't know what the nafkamim is. Let's go through Rav Gamliel Sheetah. It's the last, last bit of, of Gemara. Two moments. The cases where you marry, you have two brothers married, you have two brothers married, two sisters. One's a katana, one's an adult. The adult's husband dies, so she falls to Yibam. So the brother's like, oh, I have a biblical mitzvah to do Yibam, but I'm rabbinically married to this woman. <laughs> so we have three approaches. Rav Gamliel's take is, wait till she gets older, then marry your wife, making it biblical, then sending the woman off the question is what makes it a valid marriage biblically meaning right now you're bound to this woman maybe you don't have Zika but you have a mitzvah to do chalitza or yibam right you just can't do yibam so you could just do chalitza now or say "Wait, wait till you're older have a full marriage then send her off what makes you married meaning is it that you're automatically, once she gets to, 13, to 12, you're automatically married? Or no, you're married if you do a Ma'isabiyah when she becomes 12. So that's the Gemara's Tutsdod, we'll see it inside. What's Rav Gilmiel's reasoning that once you become an adult, then you're fully married and sending the sister off as a, as a tsara as an erva? Is it Mishim T'Kusav kedusha katana mitla Tali? V'chi Gaudli Gaudla Baal. The first possibility, the way Rashi describes it, is that a rabbinic marriage, while it's not biblically valid, it's biblically valid retroactively. Meaning, when you get married at nine years old, so till you're twelve, it's only a rabbinic marriage. Once you become twelve, even if you don't do anything, just you hit the clock, that strikes twelve, Rashi says, you're retroactively married, biblically. So the case, so therefore you don't do Yimr Chalitza because retroactively you're always married to her. Even with no ma'isabia, no new kedushin, in Islam. Any truma. Yeah, retroactively. Well, I mean, yeah. Now many rishonim question how it could work retroactively when it's just a rabbinic marriage, right? They they, they don't understand why that would work. So therefore, other rishonim say no. It's just at the age of twelve, you automatically become married. Not retroactive. The question is, then like, but but why? Rashi saying it works retroactively because he's trying to like explain why at the age of twelve, just boom. So he's saying it goes back to the original marriage other is trying to question that why but the first approach, however you understand it is that automatically by becoming 12 you're married, with no maisa or uh, mm-hmm. or a second approach is no, it's not automatic at 12 it's that once you live with her at 12 that's a maisa bia as a maisah kadushin. Mm-hmm. correct Well, no, but but kavana, kavana could just be to be married. You're right. You can have inappropriate thoughts. Huh? This is only without zika. Correct. Yeah, if zika, you know, stuck anyway. The point is, so the two approaches of when you're, if you marry a katana, and then once you become an adult, you're now halachically married biblically. Is it that automatic at 12 or no? If you do bia at 12, meaning when she's above bar mitzvah, you have a ma'isa bia. So that's a Ma'isa Kedushin, or if you give her a ring, Makedani, you'd have to do, redo the action. That's the two choices. So the Gemara says, rav uh, I'm sorry. Uh, kumlil, niftari, yvama vahokala, in, you have to do a Ma'isa Bia. So that's that's what Rab says. rav says. Rav Sheshit says, I think Rav must have been sleeping when he said this. To say that it's it's not automatic, no. Why, Tanya? Because the Baisa says a <laughs> Katana The Baisa says when you Katana, her Kedushah are kind of sounds like it's Tully, meaning it's it's up in the air. Once you become B'mitzvah, it's automatically meaning Tuluyan kind of sounds like it's automatic. That once you meaning right now it's up in the air. Then once she hits twelve, it's valid automatic. Is that not the intention of the bride? The Gmar says, no. The answer is no. When it means, you know what it means? It means that her situation is up in the air. Not that it's automatic, once she's turned 12. Her situation is up in the air. Until she's 12, it's rabbinic. Once she turns 12, and they get married, they do my Sabia, then she's settled, meaning her situation is up in the air. According to the second possibility, she does, not according to the first possibility. I guess so, yeah, I guess not. It's interesting. Yep.